Welcome back to Family Gathering Podcast, the podcast all about uh, growing magic within your family. I'm Joe. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Derek. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, one of the ways we made magic a little more fun with all of the popper decks that we put together, and that's by having our own version of March Madness. Now, I know it is April right now, but we took the end of March Madness from basketball as a chance to talk a little bit about magic and make some fun out of it. So all together at this point, we have 12 different popper decks um, put together. And with that, we decided first we got to go through, before you do any sort of bracket, you have to rank those different popper decks. Yes, you do. So, uh, Jonathan, why don't you walk through, how do we rank all of the decks that we put together? So, out of all the decks, we have a green-white deck, we have an aristocrats deck, we have an infinite mana deck, we have a mill deck, we have a reanimator, um, we have a deck with delver in it, we have a ginger brute deck, sliver deck, cycle and storm, and black control. And the green-white auras we rated number one. Why did we rate that number one? Because we thought it was the best. Just from our casual playing yes. it seemed like it was the best. There was a lot of answers. Aristocrats so was rated number eight. Um the infinite mana deck was rated number two. Mill was rated the Delver deck was rated number five. The Ginger Brute deck was rated number nine. Slivers was rated number four. Cycle Storm was rated number seven and Black Control was rated number ten. Yep. So we rated that just kind of how we felt. I mean there wasn't anything we went online. We just said based off of how we've been playing we think that's how it's gonna end up. Now obviously that's ten of those and between between the start and the finish, we added two more, which was Affinity and Tron. And we kind of let them start by, by playing themselves. So as we set up our bracket, uh, we put uh, the higher ranked one against the lower ranked one. So one versus 10, two versus nine, three versus eight, four versus seven, five versus six. Then as I mentioned, Affinity and Tron played themselves. And so that's how we kind of started our bracket. Um, and then we went through and you know did best of three for each of them. So the, our first matchup was between the Infinite Mana or Super Walls deck and our Ginger Brute Metalcraft deck. And with that one, who ended up winning? Ginger Brute. Yeah, the Ginger Brute. Uh, they just, uh, the Infinite Mana one just didn't get didn't get off for one reason yeah, or another. Which was, I don't know, bad card draws or something of that nature, but with the um, Metalcraft decks, a little too quick for it, so. It ended up winning up that round one. Um, the next one was Reanimator versus Aristocrats. Reanimator won. And how did that occur? Not really a shocker. Well, it helps that Jonathan, when he plays, can somehow get both Exhum and an Ulamog and a way to get into yes. the graveyard. Whereas when I play it, all the Exhums are at the bottom of the deck. Who played which deck in that situation? Did John play Reanimator? Yep. So I would always play the lower seated deck. Okay. So in this case, Jonathan played Reanimator and I played Aristocrats. And... I don't know why I couldn't get Aristocrats going, and it helps when you have Anulamog's Crusher attacking each round, and I think I ended up forfeiting most of those. And then we and did... I, I would say that just in our casual playing, I felt like Aristocrats was probably the second best deck. It, 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 it is, because if it goes long enough, it's it's a combo that's just going to happen eventually and naturally. The problem was just the reanimator got it got it out too quickly. Turn three, Ulamog Crusher is hard to deal with. Yeah, that's and very hard to deal with. There's not enough spot removal in that deck to get rid of it once it's in play. Yeah. So between um, the Metalcraft deck and the reanimator deck, that was kind of our, our two top ones that round. What surprises were there for you? The surprise was, um, I thought um, the Infinite Manor Super Walls deck was going to win versus Ginger Brew because 
because it just creates a lot of mana and my surprise was that never happened. Okay. So then the, the next bracket ended up being uh, Slivers versus Cycling Storm, which uh, um, that well, was one we I was knew really one. excited. We knew one. We, we both kind of knew which one would probably win. Which was? Slivers. Uh-huh. And it did. Yeah, so that one confirmed it, though uh, I think the Cycling Storm was probably more on the familiarity with the deck because that one just takes, it's just a really rough deck to play. Too long. Um, but again, Slivers just deals too much damage, too many creatures too quickly for that. And then the next deck after that was our Delver deck versus Mill, and there wasn't really a shocker there. Which well, deck won? Well, Mill actually won that one, so I... I think that won largely because yeah. Jace's Phantasm was in there. And get rid Jace. of all cards. Yeah. And, that, that. and Jace's Phantasm become a 5-5 five five with Delver's only a free 2. And then just get rid of that. Deal damage. Done. Yeah. So Delver just helps out. I mean, pretty much every time we played Jace's Phantasm, it was a 5-5 five five for one mana. So. Uh-huh. Again. Which is very good normally, but when Delver's kind of the top tier and then you put a 5-5, five five, Delver doesn't look nearly as good. And yeah. then our last um, bracket was um, Green White Auras versus Black Control, and the surprise there was, we thought Bottle Buttburner would win, or Green White Auras, and it didn't, and it just wouldn't work out for me. Yeah, so that one was probably the matchup that I I, I was most shocked about, just the fact Green White Auras, I, I figured there's no no chance that it was going to get done. Black Control had too much targeting involved, and so all the hexproof. I I thought it was an easy win for Green White Auras. So you played Black Control because that was the lower seated deck. Yeah. So even though the the spells are targeted, how did you win? Well, it ended up winning because there's um I think there's eight I think total of twelve targeting uh, kills. But there is still Pestilence. There's still Crypt Rats, which applies global effects. Um, also the uh, Auras deck is very. I mean, I think it, it runs. 12 creatures and then the rest are enchantments on those creatures so if you get two or three kills it's significant yeah it slows um, them down it, drastically yeah so also putting in uh yeah, you know, sack effects to where you have to sacrifice creature um kind of got around the targeting and then there was just enough consistent damage after that and like each creature kill was a big enough setback that the deck got ahead that so, makes sense so that, that was the i think the most the biggest upset of our, our tournament was having green white ores fall that yes. early and when you and I had talked about this like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. we had discussed that the issue was that we needed mass creature destruction, or like you said, global creature destruction. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really think about the fact that Black Control has Crypt Rats, Pestilence, which will do that. So that is very, um, very good matchup then, really, once you dig into it. It, it is, and I think if um, if the Ores ran a few more creatures to where it could survive that kill better, it, it'd be, it would have won that easy, but yeah, it was... Shocker. It was shocker, but that was an approach that we didn't think about it. So it was good to, to get that test in there. And so then our, our last uh, very bottom seed that was kind of added in the end of the game was Affinity versus Tron. So um, with that matchup, you played Affinity, right? Yeah, and then sure I played Tron. And I don't really remember which one won. Well, Affinity won mainly yeah. because Tron does take a while to develop, and, and the speed of Affinity is just it's too quick for it. Infinite. Well, and Affinity has one of the best cards ever printed. In your build, you did run Cranial Plating, mm-hmm. which is not pauper legal. But since we're kind of just doing this for fun, we put it in. Yeah. Um, which that card 
card is amazing in an affinity deck where you're playing artifact lands, artifact creatures, artifact just artifacts. Mm-hmm. I and I even though the cranial plating is in there, I would say it wasn't a big. It wasn't like the game winner. Yeah. Really, the approach that you were taking most of the time was uh, flinging an atog. Yeah. Or just doing the atog kill, and then the cranial plating. I mean, it was good to get some like mid damage in, but it wasn't the game winner. And so, as much as yeah, that card is technically banned in popper, I still think it added just enough to um, you know give it that competitive edge, but not break the deck. Mm-hmm. So that was all the first round then. Yeah. yeah. Second the- round of the bracket so- started with ginger brew and the reanimator, and there was a shocker there. Thought reanimator would win because it's either as we say, win hard, lose hard, and what we thought would it do to the um, ginger brute would just win hard on it. Mm. But I, I don't remember. I think I was the one who was playing reanimator, and yeah. it just did you not get your combo? Out. Yeah, I just could not get my combo out, and then in the end, ginger brute actually won and moved on. Yeah, and anyway, it helped with um with the metalcraft deck. There was a few cards that actually could deal with um the Nullamog out there. One being the journey to nowhere. A few times. Uh, put Journey of Nowhere on it and that was just I mean, yeah, that, that pretty much ends the deck. That's one of the best cards you could probably play against it. Yeah. And then so uh, Metalcraft ended up winning that section. The next one was Slivers versus Mill. And what did you expect to win in that one? Slivers. I thought Mill were just a little too slow and then again unlike the Delver that's putting constant cards in the graveyard Slivers isn't burning through cards. The only way to burn through cards in the Sliver deck is to kill the Slivers. Yeah. And there's just not enough. There are actually zero kill inside of Mill. And so Jason Phantasms never got to their strength, and I couldn't mill out deck because the card, the Sliver's deck also doesn't draw that much. So you, you're milling a full 50 card deck pretty much at that point. So Sliver's won. Sliver's won that one, and which then, is what we expected. And we. Then it was Black Control versus Affinity. Black Control won. So was that a surprise to you, or were you expecting it after it already beat Green White Auras? I kind of, I kind of don't remember. I would think that after seeing it beat Green White Auras, that you would probably. Uh, expected almost yeah, to beat because, Affinity. Because um, it's still creature Affinity based. takes a little bit to get it, just takes a little bit of time to get it on. In Black Control you can do more things. Once you have the right amount of mana, you just keep mm-hmm. getting stuff out. And that stuff keeps killing everything. And then you can't defeat anything. Yeah, but as we noticed with the decks, it's one of those and where Black Control usually will come out winning is Black Control will never win the early game. It's always going to be behind, but it's how the decks recover after you know their their core components are just you know killed or removed so in this case you know with affinity there's a lot of artifacts going on but if you just kill the creatures there's no really ability to win and with that deck and once you you know kill a few mirror enforcers and frog mites and get them out of the way then there's not a whole lot that mm-hmm. that deck can do other than four shrapnel blasts that was um now we're on to the third round last round so and it was slivers versus black control and that I think one before we got to sl- Slivers yeah. versus Black Control, we had... We had the Metalcraft deck versus Slivers, yeah. and then the winner of that would win, play, play off against Black Control and Affinity, which Black Control ended up winning there. So, between the Metalcraft and the Slivers, who ended up winning? Slivers. That was not a shocker. It wasn't a shocker? Was it a close match, though? I mm-hmm. feel like that would be pretty close. 
I, and, and that's where actually we haven't mentioned it yet, but most of these matchups all went 2-1. There wasn't really a lot of 2-0s. It, it just it seemed that you know one deck would hit, the other one would hit, and then it would come down to that really that last game. There was only like a little bit 2-0. I think maybe one or two matchups. Yeah, the rest were all 2-1. But they had the slivers just came in force, and I just remember you playing another muscle sliver, uh, predatory sliver, a senior sliver. Because you kept just dis- like lightning bolt in them, Dervonic blast in them, and then I kept kept playing out that same card with the luck uh-huh. and then yeah, but as soon as the slivers got to a 4-4 or higher then you know the metalcraft deck doesn't have a way to deal with it everything's dealing three damage at a time the creatures are you know three threes at their biggest and so getting them to that four is like that critical turning point where the slivers are just going to run over that deck. yeah and, and that then... makes sense and the sliver deck can get them to four power or even toughness pretty easily yeah we then, moved... then the flanking yeah we then moved so, on so with... slivers won that one yeah. and then that put our final bracket at what two decks sliver and black control and that one i was kind of nervous about because i'm like one of my favorite decks the green white aura got defeated by that and then sliver which i rated the i'm pretty sure i rated it yeah i rated it the fourth so kind of in the middle and kind of in the middle and i'm like i should have like at that moment i'm like i should have rated the second place because this is a good deck so this is one of my second favorites and versus black control i was feeling kind of nervous Yep, and so ultimately with our initial rankings, we put Slivers at 4 and Black Control at a 10, and now these were the two that were in our final round, is our four, number 4 and our 10. And I think I, I sent a message to, to Derek and another one of our friends as well, as saying, you know, who would you bet on in this matchup? And I think we were all kind of leaning towards Black Control and ended up winning. Yeah, we all, all said Black Control. Yeah. But in the end, Slivers actually won. So this is one where um, I think you played, did you play Black Control? Um, I think you did. I think I played one round slivers. No, I played one game slivers, and then I played one game black control. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately it came down to really I think the shuffle is what ended up um, determining the winner between these two. But the black control, the, the um, hands that were held were more mid to late game hands. I think you had a few Garys one in your hand, but and just, I never got them out because I didn't have the right amount of mana. Yeah, just didn't draw into them enough, and there were just too many slivers on the table. So I think you could probably play that matchup three or four different times and get three or four different results probably from it just because of how the cards land between those two i think they're pretty evenly yeah because i think that black controls power in that situation would be that black control doesn't deal damage to kill the creatures with its targeted spells it can just kill them mm-hmm. so it in theory could kill off the muscle slivers and the sinew slivers and then get the other slivers down relatively small and if need be kill it with a crypt rat yeah i think so too so ultimately our, our big winner of our tournament was the slivers yeah um, and uh, so now that we've done this tournament, how would you do the tournament differently? I would rate, um, how to do this, um, differently was I still would put, um, the green white auras as first, put slivers as second though, mm-hmm. because it was the winner. Because if we played the green white auras differently and got different hands, I'm pretty sure it would have been in black control. Would you move black control up quite a bit from the bottom though? I would move it up to the slivers ranking. So fourth? No. I could see third or fourth. Yeah, what I, I think would also be interesting is, um, you know, black control, if you look at the path it took, it took all, it was going against 
creature-based decks. And going towards wins against decks that have conditional wins along needing if creatures. Was, if it was Black Control versus the Mill deck, that would kind of be different, because Mill deck doesn't have very much creatures in it. All it depends on is mostly the spells. Yeah, so against Mill, that'd be probably be a different situation. Against Cycle Storm, I, I think there'd be a lot of useless cards in the sand. Um, and, you know, if it went against uh, Reanimator, that one also might be, it, it may or may not work. I could see that being a, a tough matchup because while you do have targeted kill, it mm. could end up killing you in the end and then they just reanimate again. Mm, true. But I, I still, looking at the rankings, I feel like Black Control definitely moves up quite a bit from 10th place. Oh yeah, definitely. I would say third, maybe fourth. Um, even against the Mill, or not the Mill deck, the Cycling Storm, I think one of the benefits that Black Control would have is that it does have creatures and then it could use Gary to gain some life back from the cycling damage you've dealt them. True, yeah. So. Now it would have to be a really good hand and a good good play to get there, but yeah. I could see it saying, okay, I'll attack, I'll attack Gary, get some life back, and maybe win. And so what we also noticed with that is, as we look, and I'm just, again, uh, kind of looking at our, uh, our our brackets here, and the, the wins are kind of coming where uh, with the decks that we're able to get, the biggest creatures out the quickest and i know that seems pretty intuitive but when i when i look at mill beating delver it's because it's got a more mana efficient big big block or big flyer guy um slivers are also again for two mana they're dropping a two two which could turn into a three three or a four four um the reanimator similar cheating out the ulamox crusher and so getting that advantage or finding that within the deck is what's helped push i guess the first round guys through that makes sense efficient mana is what usually wins games at any level true so playing the decks is there any matchup you would want to go back and try again jonathan mm. and play the other deck the green white auras versus no not versus black control i would go back with the green white auras and still play the green white auras versus black control one that i would play i'd go back and play i bet if i played uh, aristocrats might have worked out with me uh, well it would work out with you because every time i play reanimator i can't seem to draw an exhume so yeah that's not the deck doing better i just probably play it worse but i think the one that um i would want to switch up is our metal craft versus super walls for the infinite mana yeah. deck um i think that one does take a little bit of knowing when you need to mulligan because you got to make sure you have the right cards in play yeah. um the the super walls deck pretty much is there to stop that creature front and there's a problem with metal craft is we just got the creatures out before the walls were there to block them and so had those walls been a little more established it would have blocked a lot of the incoming damage from metal craft and i think would have pushed it into the next round and then knowing that if that jumped in there it may have actually taken reanimator and it might have been able to mitigate you know the big beefies coming in and could have made a very different round three versus the slivers too so i, I would have loved to seen that one just flip flop and figure out what happens if the super walls gets a little further into the tournament how would you guys feel about taking all the decks again and instead of ranking them just doing like a random seating we and see what happens the other then decks that we've yeah. been building like we've gotten others yeah so we have a few other decks and um you know, right now we did 12 we could probably I think between decks all of us have together, probably do a full 16. I think we could. And then mm -hmm. maybe try that tournament again and, 
and you know with this one it was a single elimination too it wasn't going to be it was and it was bracket based so it wasn't the normal yeah. tournament pairings either yeah what we could have added in was i had a different deck at that time but i'm like we already know the winner so i had a merfolk deck and if i put that merfolk deck in the tournament every of those other decks would just beat that merfolk deck one shot yeah because it was it didn't get the creatures out it didn't like have a combo like everything else mm-hmm. it just got out the creatures did different stuff yeah but i think you yeah, shuffling it all up again and adding some more decks to the like the listing it, it may present some unique matchups because i do think there's a few of these that are definitely have advantages against the deck just based off the different styles uh-huh. so i think it'd be really interesting also to my zombie again. deck we could add in we could add in zombies, zombies. too we don't have enough tribal slivers why not add more zombies well i think that merfolk is not very powerful at the popper level at what i've seen for cards i think that's more of a legacy modern deck but i think zombies is potentially very powerful at a popper level you have uh what is it shepherd of rot shepherd of rot jim pompolder yeah gary. gary i mean those are three amazing zombies right there yeah. so i could see zombies actually being a very viable deck yep. and it would be it'd be a good tribal against black control and it, it'd be an interesting matchup so that could be more we could add to it and we could do this bracket again and yeah. even, even a few weeks a different results. and we probably have very different results all just depending but on the matchup but my auras will win yeah, well we we'll could see. do this a few different times a few different ways and then take all the winning decks you know we do this like four times take those four winning decks That'll and play those mm-hmm. and find out who our final winner is well what the official best popper deck is yeah yeah that'd be good but i, I think um yeah, adding some more on there especially we, we didn't have any um four. red deck wins in here and i yeah. know that shows up in a lot of tournaments or we could that'd also, be a different dynamic and i rec- i recently built a red deck wins and it seems like it's had some very good results in general mm-hmm. um so i think definitely adding that in i think zombies is a good add-in so we would only need to find at most two more decks mm-hmm. so of all the games you played and stuff what was the biggest surprise to you jonathan the green light Wars. losing that's kind of been your deck since you started playing popper i feel like you love that deck you have a i would say a very high win rate with it yes yeah. yes and it just seems every time i played against green white ores i didn't have an answer for it but no. yeah so would that tournament have been different if we put that first round not against black control and maybe ranked it one different and put yeah. it at the top of the bracket instead of the bottom yeah. i think that could change it a lot yeah. what was your biggest surprise then joe you know, I, I think that one was a big one. Um, I really come down to the end, Slivers and Black Control. I, I really didn't think that Slivers had enough to get through it. Um, and again, if we uh, played that three different times, it, we had a three different results in that tournament because it was just one of those, I think those decks are so evenly matched, it comes down to a shuffle. Yeah, I think that looking at the list and talking to you guys while this was going on, that Slivers and Black Control being in the finals, I, it makes sense. The Black Control losing, I think, comes down to a dice roll, a shuffle who's playing it you know what hand they decided to keep so so i think that's it for our tournament that well that they did i was not playing for that i had some some insight as they were playing but i did not join in anything else that you wanted to cover on that any cards that you thought were specifically good no i gotta go back to the same cards from our last podcast and yes. again the, the jace's phantasm shined really early with the mill deck and it, it became very apparent that that's a very strong card and you know I, I call it overpowered but we saw in the second round you know when you put that against a deck that doesn't really go through cards like slivers it does peter out so yeah. i will have to say it's not it, as strong or broken yeah. as i originally said but i still don't like mill it. it's still an above average card and yeah. mill got close to beaten but there was about seven cards left and yeah. then i 
I beat. That's true. Yeah, okay. we got pretty pretty close in those games, but again, one of those with slivers. When you get behind with slivers, you don't catch up. It is. So I saw something to move off of this topic and get close to wrapping up. I saw something on Twitter the other day from another podcaster that I've listened to for years, and they want to teach their kid how to play. So what was the biggest thing that has helped you learn how to play, John? Mm, mostly knowing what the abilities do, and then when knowing what those do, keep hearing that different ability name over and over. I can remember that name so that I don't have to be like, oh, what's this again? Like, what's this ability? And so I'm like, what you say ability, do you mean like the mechanic names? So like trample or menace? Yeah, hexproof. Okay, so just kind of memorizing those abilities, learning all of or them. Or memorizing the creatures if you don't, if they have like no ability. Yeah, there's like 25,000 magic cards, but really we play like a couple thousand maybe. And then, so you can almost memorize those yeah. cards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just keep knowing what they are, and then I can know their mana cost and try to see if I can play more creatures like if i had creature that cost one free mana out and then i had so i had three creatures that cost one and then two creatures that cost two one creature that cost two I could do the two creature and the one creature, okay. or I could get do all three of those creatures, the one creatures, to get more out. So I'm learning to kind of no take the play. not just always playing the next card you draw, but thinking about what you're going to play now, what you're going to play next turn. Um, I, and what I've also noticed with you, and this is one of the things I've been trying to do, is introducing new decks, decks that are different, different from one another. Yeah, they and, do different things. And, and it then seems like once they do, once I get a hang of a, of all the decks, you get the new one, and then I get a hang. Of that one. Mm-hmm. And it seems like every time I build a new deck, you're the one playing it for the first two weeks. And I would say I see you playing it and you get get rather good with them. Especially like Green White Auras. You played that for a while and you got very good with it. I don't know if I've beaten you at all when you're playing that deck. So then to kind of go from there, do you feel that starting with the pre-constructed decks and then moving into Popper was a good start for you? Did having a deck that was already built and the yeah. game plan laid out in front of you and Joe... That kind of helped. That helped. Well, and I, I think so too. Too, and the, those pre-cons, because we did the black-green dual decks, and the black-green dual deck, um, those are two evenly powered decks, too. So I want to say, as we are going against each other, it, it seemed like it was pretty even between us. And that's what we're trying to do when we look at the different popper options, is making sure we're taking decks that one just doesn't roll over the other. Yeah. So, to rewind a little bit, Joe and I started in like 1997, 1998. There was a instruction booklet, but you would kind of read it, and I felt like we didn't understand it anything or at least I didn't. So we really learned from other people. Have you watched any videos or YouTube or anything to help learn or is it just learning from Joe? Just learning. Okay so we're still kind of using the same way of teaching that we did 25 years ago just mm-hmm. later. And the pre-construction decks take two decks that are like hey these decks may go together to fight. Like I always ask when we're playing with a new deck what deck do you think will go best with this one because then we can play that and see. Mm-hmm. But you've been I mean, since we've been doing uh, a few drafts, I mean, you've been around the cards. You've seen the cards. You have a, I think you had a binder of cards before you had a deck when you played, too. Probably. So just seeing them, enjoying them, helps learn. I, I still think that in the end, though, the way I taught two of my kids was just me teaching them and explaining the mechanics. The way you've learned, John, is being taught by another person. So I, I still find that to be the best way to teach someone. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. So do you have anything else today? Nope. Joe, do you have anything? Nope. I'm all tapped out.